This week on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast, we open up the Patreon archives and unlock our 20th anniversary review of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Now, you may be asking yourself, why are you guys doing this right now? We just finished the show, and the answer is quite simple. Corey and I just spent a weekend with all of our friends in the Catskills, and we really did not feel like doing a new podcast because we're still a little sad, a little wet around the eyes about the end of Downton Abbey, so we wanted to give you something to show what it is we've been doing over the past nine months on Patreon. So this is our Star Wars Episode Run 1 review, which is a movie that has a lot of uh, fondness in our hearts, though maybe not so much on screen, and we dive in like we would a Downton Abbey episode. We have power rankings, we break down the plot, we break down the absurdities, the things we love, the things we hate. And I just want to put this right out there right now. It is September right now. If you're listening to this when it comes out, the movie comes out in two weeks, two and a half weeks, and we don't know exactly what our next steps are. So after the movie, I assume we're going to do a couple episodes talking about that and some other Downton Abbey wrap up. And after that, who knows? So after October, we are going to temporarily say goodbye and thank you very much to the Patreon upstairs here. So... That'll be, there will be no more opportunity to catch up on those episodes. And we have, like we've said before, a Dirty Dancing review, uh, Fast and Furious movies ranked. We do more Downton Abbey personality tests and several others, as well as two or actually three more that are coming out in the next several weeks. So if you want to get in on that, that's $5 a month. And again, only two more months. So that's 10 bucks to get our entire backlogged archive of bonus material and Otherwise, enjoy this podcast. I think we really had a lot of fun. We operate a little bit more fast than loose. I know Star Wars Episode One is not the most racially uh, sensitive movie, so we might throw on some voices and make some comments about these characters that, hey, it's George Lucas being racist, not us. So jump into this, um, have some fun, enjoy it, and let us know what you think. Do you want these last two Patreon episodes to be more Star Wars? Maybe Lord of the Rings, maybe Harry Potter? Who knows? People seem to like fandoms. We are open to anything. So, thanks again. Enjoy this very special podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Patreon bonus episode, one that we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. This is our, I had this idea just because I wanted a reason to watch this movie on its 20th anniversary, and I said, why not do Break It Down, review it, talk about it, 20 years, The Phantom Menace, Star Wars. Which is, you know, this is the Boonta Eve classic, as you may say. (laughs) This is Uh, the pod race, this is like the Indy 500. Yeah. That's what the Punta Eve Blood Race is supposed to be, I think. Yeah. But it's so funny. Like, I think in April, I watched um, episode one with the commentary on, and people are like, why would you do that? <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't, I actually don't know why I felt like watching it, but I just had a morbid curiosity of, like, you know, I wanted to see what went into the thought process of making this movie 
that we loved as kids. Now, yeah, this movie is critically reviled, and and some call it the worst of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, but kids, kids, adults that are now in their late twenties, early thirties. This was this, like this bullseye. was yeah. This came in the sweet spot. This came exactly right on time when we needed it. I saw this movie in theaters three times. I saw it tw- technically three times because of the three D re release. Oh uh, well, four times then for me because <laughs> yeah, the three D re release. I forgot about that. Now, this is a funny to talk about, and on the podcast, the ride about Star Tours, mm-hmm. they talk about this where Star Wars was kind of in a. Like it had a little bit of an uptick because of Shadows of the Empire, but Star Wars was still very much like culty. Yeah, you, you know we're uh, however many years, twenty years removed from the original. Well, twenty two, sixteen years after. Uh, oh, well, from the original, yeah, yeah. yeah twenty two, yeah. So Star Wars at that point had become sort of books and video games mm-hmm. and action figures, but nothing really. Like we got picked on for like in Star Wars. Yeah, I, I think there was like some kind of like it is cool though, but like don't like air it. Like, I remember there was one kid, uh, Anthony Carroll, yeah. watched Star Wars and like fell in love with Star Wars. Yeah, and he was a really good artist, but he was also one of like the popular kids, right? But he was a really good artist, and I just remember seeing him doodling stormtroopers in his in his yeah. notebook, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, he's one of us now. And yeah. I, no, no, he never was. No, he just he, liked Star Wars. Yeah. Don't need to but make he was a, like the only we got picked. I, I maybe not picked on. It's almost like actually where I am now in my life, where it's like you can like stuff and be geeky and stuff. I don't need to hear about it. That's just you know, just keep it to yourself. Especially for me, like a, when it comes to dating profiles, if people have Harry Potter in your profile, I, I'm sorry, girl, I'm not. It's not gonna work. I need to do, do more than just your your likes of uh, pop culture. We all love pop culture. Yeah, I would say it's Star Wars being like in our DNA mm-hmm. was not cool. Back then. Yeah. Whereas now it's sort of like you can't go to a Target or a Walmart without seeing tar- Star Wars hats and T-shirts. And- I, well, I still feel like there's an air of like, well, it is like sci-fi nerdy and everything. So like- I think it's less, much less so. I work well, with a lot of people that wear Star Wars shirts and then like I'll, you know, just make a Star Wars reference just without knowing out well, loud and nobody will get it. Well, that's less specific to Star Wars more than just like geek culture becoming the thing for commodifying like, you know, all kinds of merchandise everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also all these people trying to say that they, you know, like, oh, I like Star Wars. as a kid. When Carrie Fisher died, there were a lot of people that I know yeah. posting on Instagram like Princess Leia was my hero as a kid. It's like, and, where were you when we were yeah, kids? Where were, yeah, <laughs> you, you were the kind of people that like picked on me. You were not talking about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, enough about us being shamed for liking Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. was in a bit of a lull and then episode one came out and we had... I was in the hype chain because they had they, two years before they did the... So in 95, they had the THX mastered VHS tapes, which I had, and they had George Lucas talking about what he planned for the prequels uh-huh. and those uh, before the movies would start. And I just remember watching those on repeat, just like just my imagination running wild with what he had planned for these prequels, like where they were going to go. Like uh-huh. I could only imagine. Now, are these the tapes with the character side profile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, two years later, they came out with the VHS tapes. Well, they re-released the special in the theater, the, the special editions, and I had yep. those VHS. Did tapes. you see all those in theaters? The re-releases. I saw a New Hope and Jedi. I didn't see Empire. Oh, okay. Did you see them? Oh yeah, of course. It's all three. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a big movie guy. I think my parents knew that because that's when we really got into Star Wars. Yeah. Those uh, special editions. Oh man, there was for one, me. There was one night where my sister's boyfriend at the time took us to see Return of the Jedi, 
And then we came over and he had Dark Forces on his computer, which is the first oh, time I ever played it. My mind was exploding with Star Wars. And I was like, oh my God, this is everything. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, just such a, it's so colorful and so many creatures and characters and yeah. it's light. Yeah. It's not like, like, I, like uh, Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. or heavier sci-fi where it's pretty. Like I remember yeah. when I was a kid, I thought Planet of the Apes looked like the funniest movie because there's all these monkeys. And I was like, yeah, I really want to watch this movie. And my dad's like, trust me, you're not going to think it's fun. <laughs> and and it, he said that he, he yeah. warned us. He's like, you, you're and he made the monkeys right. aren't funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then he watched Planet of the Apes and it's like, oh, this is a drama with guys in monkey suits. Yeah. 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 And it's not funny. No, it's pretty brutal <laughs> at points. It's dark. So Star, Star Wars is very consumable. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, you know, with episode one, it was a thing where, you know, when you heard about a movie was being made based on something, it was like, wait, what? They're making a movie based on that? Episode one, you always kind of knew. Maybe it was from the VHS, VHS tapes. Like, I knew episode one was coming at some point. I, just, mm-hmm. I knew. And then, like, they would tease the trailer. Like, I remember, I don't know why, I was obsessed with watching Entertainment Tonight when I was a kid. <laughs> just seeing what's going on in Hollywood and all the news there. And, like... Oh, the teasers are coming for episode one. And they'd show like a five second preview of like the pod race, like waving, going through like the the canyon or whatever. And or the, like, the Gungans coming out of the mist. Yes. That so was like, a big shot. They kept teasing that. So Dave, what, how was your first, what was your first engagement with the, the trailer? With the, I don't honestly don't remember the trailer. Really? I don't remember seeing it. I remember I had, uh, I don't know if I had a subscription or we would just yeah. go and get the Star Wars Insider magazine huh. from the store. Yeah. I knew about it because of the toys. Yeah. The Battle Droid toy and the Aura Singh toy. Huh. Aura Singh is in a split second the and then never was, returns yeah. Yeah. until like Rebels or yeah. one of the cartoons. I, I remember specifically like it came on TV one night at like 7 o'clock on 7-11 p.m. I'd say on Entertainment Tonight. I'm running upstairs to watch it on the tiniest television set to see this trailer and just freaking out. I was just like, "This is it! It's going to come! It's Star Wars!" And the the pod racing really geeked me out. Like, just I mean, well, like Mar- Maul looks cool, but like the way they showed the shot of it going through the canyons and just like the speed of it, it was like, man, I can't wait to see that, see that in the. Theater. Well, I, I remember. I guess I remember vividly watching the the trailer where they showed Darth Maul with the lightsaber, and the one side comes out, and the second side comes out. It's like, oh no, yeah, that's it's, so cool. It's real. It's real. Um, but then fast forward, it, you know, it starts coming out. The toys are coming out. I remember I had a uh, I had a pre order for the video game for the PlayStation to come out. I was so bummed that they delayed it. Um, I think it was like supposed to come out after the movie came out, but they delayed. It. I was like, man, I just want I wanted to consume everything. I was drinking the Pepsi cans with episode one. Yep, yep. I wanted everything episode one related. The, the had chips. all the books, yeah. the visual dictionary I yeah. had, and the yes, I got one of those before the movie came the out. Blueprints with Blueprints of the ships yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah. The, cro- the incredible cross sections of the ships. I was collecting the toys of the chips in them because I wanted to get the, the reader. Context, yeah. I, yeah, and I was there when you got the reader. Yeah, yeah. Your brother got it for you for your birthday. His friend, I think Henry, actually got it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. no, it could, no, he got you the reader because I remember I was so in on the Star Wars toys. Your yeah. brother got you the reader, and your his friend got you the toy. Oh yeah, and yeah. the reader was such a colossal failure right. that it was on clearance, and your brother got it cheaper than an action figure. Yeah, and you were like, "This is so cool," and I was like. Because Kevin's playing Corey for, right now. Yeah, for those who can't remember, the the toy came. All the action figures came with a chip that, if you scanned over a reader, it would give it a quip from the movie or whatever. Yeah, it looked cooler than it was. I, I remember. I knew. I knew all these lines from these characters from like Entertainment Tonight. I had the Vanity Fair. Oh, that wow. had the uh, the Star Wars like preview. Yeah, and it was funny because in that Vanity Fair there was an article. This is just us just going off on yep. tangents. There's an article about Paul Rubens. Oh. 
And I remember I was a like I had just seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure at that point. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, and I wasn't reading this magazine. I knew how to right. read. I just was looking at Star Wars pictures. Yeah. I was like, Mom, what's this with Pee Wee Herman? And my mom was like, maybe don't read that article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just to be clear, we were 10 when it came out, on the verge of being 11. Yeah. Uh, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Fifth grade. It's fifth grade. End great. of fifth grade. Yeah, end of fifth grade. Great times. Uh, so, Dave, when did you see the movie? The day after it came out. I, I remember being so bitter because my parents hadn't gotten tickets yet and just dying to see it. We saw it the weekend after it came out. Oh. And I was like, so annoyed. I was like, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah. My so, dad, he said, no way opening day. Yeah. And then he took us the next day mm-hmm. and I skipped soccer practice. Yeah. And my brother wore a Darth Vader mask <laughs> and he actually wore my Darth Vader mask. Yeah. And then we got to the theater like an hour early and no one was in the theater. That's the thing. My parents talked me into like, well, it was more my sister and my mom who took me. Uh, that they're like, oh, you don't want to deal with the lines and everything. We'll see it the weekend after. It won't be as crazy or whatever. Because I remember like when we saw Titanic, I waited in line like at least probably two hours for that movie. And it was like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to wait in line for a movie again. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was no line. Yeah, it was a full crowd, but it wasn't it wasn't a line. Yeah, I mean it's it's multiplexes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I saw a tremble. Where'd you see that? Uh. Black Rock, one of the ones in Fairfield. Wow, Fairfield, okay. Because my dad knew the manager. Gotcha. And it's not like he could get us free tickets, but he was like, let's yeah. go to this place. So what was your initial reaction to Star Wars? Oh, I loved it. It was perfect. Yeah. I loved every piece of it. I could not. I was like... But I already knew so much from yeah. reading the books and watching the interviews and reading the Vanity Fair and the Star Wars Insider stuff that it was just putting names to faces. I didn't know everything of. going in. I didn't. I, I wasn't that in the know. Uh but I remember, I just watched that trailer so much. I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this moment. This like, moment. I knew all the characters that I think still resonate. Yeah. Like, I knew I knew Jar Jar, obviously. Right. I knew Watto. I love Jar Jar. I knew Sebulba. I, I love Jar Jar way too much. I, I didn't like Jar Jar from the get. I don't. Yeah. Well, as we talk about the movie, I'll tell yeah. you how I feel about Jar Jar currently. Yeah. But I just remember the Qui Gon moment at the end when he gets killed. Was a, like a big shock to me. I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> He's not going to be around?" Like, I was yeah. like, "What?" And I, for me, like as a kid, I think I had blinders on to how the rest of the crowd was reacting because I was in it for, through the whole thing. I feel like we uh, the, the crowd applauded at the end. Like, I, I think. It, I oh, I mean, like it the movie. The movie. I guess we can just get into it. It's it's it just goes. It just starts. Yeah, and then you're in it. The title crawl shows how ins- absurd the premise is. Yeah, but by the way. I, like I, I saw the movie yeah, again, re- re- repeatedly in the theaters. It, when episode two came out, and I read reviews that people didn't like episode one, I was like, "Wait, what?" There's people who didn't like that movie. Like, huh? I remember I was like, "I understand why it's dumb, but it's it's still really cool." Yeah. Before it really settled in that this is not it's not working. It's yeah. not a great film. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was actually while watching episode two where I didn't like episode two at all that I realized. Wait a second. Maybe episode one wasn't that good. While I was like sitting there processing what I was watching, episode two, it kind of made episode one worse. And then I did not like. Well, episode we also three. saw. I think, and I've said this to our friend group. When we saw episode one, we were kids. Yeah. When we saw episode two, we Teens. were like in puberty. Yeah. So that's like I said, I was bullied for liking Star Wars. Yeah. But episode two came out, I was like, no way. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna get caught dead going to see Star Wars and. I think I saw it with like all my friends. Oh, I saw it with my family. I saw it with I saw it with all my friends, and it was like we had all grown apart from each other. Yeah, but we were all like, we have to do this. It was like wild times for me because it's like 
Saw Scorpion King that April of 2002. Loved it. Saw Spider-Man. That was that was a moment. Oh, Spider-Man was a moment. And that was two weeks before Attack of the Clones. And Attack of the Clones is just like, this is just nothing compared to oh, seeing it's... The Rock on screen, seeing Spider-Man on screen. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't the same. Lucas uh, was way out of touch at that point. But yeah. we're not talking about episode two. No, we're talking about episode no. one. Episode one. Loved it, though. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've come back around to appreciating it. Um, Watching it, it the other day, it is... It's interesting. <laughs> it's poorly made in a lot of ways. There's but so also, much there's so much really dependent well on you as a fan like having a vested interest in these in in knowing before you go in. Yeah. Like I can't imagine somebody having no knowledge of the Star Wars world and watching this movie and feeling like it's a story that makes sense. Right. So as you were saying about the opening scroll, they're talking about trade and taxes. Yep. Okay. I mean as a kid I was like, yeah, that's sure. That's oh, fine. Yeah. As, as, <laughs> as a kid I was like Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what causes wars. Like, that could be a thing, sure. And the movie starts off with an ominous ship pulling into another one. And it's like almost in Verite. It's like Obi-Wan and, Kuna, uh, and Qui-Gon just talking about, you know, like, you know the Vice War. Yeah. Well, they're in, it shows their hoods and it's, oh, the Jedi are coming. The, 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 mm. the Trade Federation delegates. Yeah. Newt Gunray. Yep. And... <laughs> This this poor sad sack of a of a delegate. Yeah. What is the trade federation that is run by these morons? I don't know. I, I just remember I didn't recall how racist this was until we saw the 3D re-release, and I feel like I just sunk in my chair when we sat there because it's like these are clearly. Oh, I like, did these voices at school. Asian <laughs> architect architecture like uh, archi- caricatures caricatures. That's what the word. It's like oh my god, it's off. Why? What did we do? It's like and I get, oh my what god, all yeah, <laughs> all these. Painting on these like helpless dudes, like oh my gosh, it, they're it's so bad. It's so the vice are so bad, <laughs> and they're so helpless in the movie. They're just like standing around like they're on just these ships. pawns. Yeah, and then they just get blown up at the end. Spoiler, but they just get blown. No, the vice roys make it out. No, they get blown up on the ship with Anakin. They, they're not on the ship. I thought Anakin the vice roys are on Naboo. Oh right, the vice roys get arrested, get arrested afterwards. Like, yes. <laughs> that's right. But one of them dies. One of them gets blown. No, that's, up, I that's swear. The, no, that's the one with the goggles on its eyes. That's that's the just one. another Nemoidian. That's oh, the race. Okay. okay, all right. So the the vice roys are on the ship. Yeah, and then they find out that the Republic has sent Jedi's to mediate a mm-hmm. trade dispute. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh no, Jedi! Let's kill them!" Yeah, they try to gas them out. But they're they, Jedi's, they're samurai, they they're samurai breath. priests. Yeah. And then the Jedi start doing a thing that they do the whole movie, which is using the Force to push robots around. Yeah, the, cra- the, the classic gif of Obi-Wan pushing stuff away or whatever happens. And it just that. shows like the battle droids like, flailing back. Yeah. They're not people, they can get up, you're not disabling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the many lack of logic moments. And another thing that shows just how like up his own ass George Lucas was for this movie, mm-hmm. they're like... The the vice versa is like get in the droidicas the droid and they keep saying droidicas yeah yeah and then the dro- the droidicas roll up and Obi Wan goes they're destroyer droids yeah it's yeah. like why are you giving two names to these yeah, things I always call them droidicas actually that was but they're, as a, yeah. like they're why are you trying to do this why not just say like send in the destroyer droids like yeah who can and, so, and yeah Jedi can't handle little little domes with the force field well they got the force field you know it's annoying. So why didn't they wipe out the Jedi? Just send in a bunch of robots. Why can't they force, force push those things? Because they had like three legs. The force field. Oh, the force field. Gotcha. gotcha. But they're terrified of these droidicas, and they run away, and they, they end up on Naboo. Yeah. And this is like eight minutes of the movie. We have these two mm-hmm. viceroys. 
Yeah. The emperor, or uh, Darth Sidious, is their advisor. They're advised by the Sith. Yeah. And like, we shouldn't have gotten in bed with the Sith. Yeah. And this is like the worst jump cut, because it just literally jump cuts to Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan running through Naboo in the forest with like um, a... No, it's Qui-Gon by himself. I thought there was like a ship rolling behind them. Or like they're standing there for a second, then like a ship is rolling behind them. Qui-Gon is running. Yeah. And who does he bump into in the middle of the, the swamp? Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And he's like, get down. And he just they tackles tackle. him down. And then Jar Jar says, Mui Mui, I love you. That's the first words that Jar Jar says. Uh, it worked for me as a kid. I was a big Jar Jar fan. I I think I really hated Jar Jar as a kid, but I mean, you Jar Jar's know, fine. You know me. I love stuffed animals as a kid and everything. So like to me, that was like essentially like... He's oh, very toyetic is the exactly. word. He's yeah. made to be a toy. Yeah. But now, like watching it today, like that's an awful jump cut where it just goes from that spaceship to like they're on this planet or whatever for a second. And this thing's rolling after them. It just comes out of nowhere. Like, and then it, like Obi Wan meets up with Jar- with Qui Gon and Jar Jar. Yeah. And then Jar Jar's like, "I got an idea. I'll help you." Right. But th- this just goes back to like I think a core problem with the movie where with the original Star Wars, there's always a sense of place, and here they just jump into this thing where you have no idea where they are exactly. And they do a good job sometimes setting up like Naboo, or, um, the Odoganga, and like uh, other parts. But like here, it's just like we're here. And yeah, like, Obi Wan is like, they're Qui Gon and Obi Wan are like, let's separate and meet on the planet. Yeah. And then it does a Lucas wipe, and they're yeah. on the planet. Yeah. But uh, so this goes. Uh, so I watched uh, a making of recently that I hadn't realized was out there. It's like an hour long on YouTube. And one of the things they stress when they screen the movie for the first time is that they really the jump cuts are around a lot. Like the movie just kind of bounces from scene to scene to scene. Like the, after the first screening, and Lucas is just sitting there thinking, like, we have to, you know, extend some of these scenes somehow. <laughs> it's just like, but did do they? I can only imagine how much worse it was. I mean, like, if it was as bad as it was then, like, because I think they were so focused on getting these digital effects done and everything, they only had so much to work with in terms of shots and stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of lends to the choppiness of the movie sometimes. So then, so back onto the movie. Yeah. They know Jar Jar for 10 minutes. And he's like, come down to this underwater race. Oh, to Ganga. And, he's, and they're like, why aren't you there? And he's like, uh-uh, like... I, I I might have done some stuff. Yeah, I'm a bad person. <laughs> and by the way, if if you have not seen the film, the viceroys are very much Asian stereotypes. Jar Jar yeah. is like a Jamaican stereotype. Rasta, yeah. And the the whole race of the, the uh, Odo Gunga of the Gungans, they're the oppressed. They're essentially like the stand-ins for black people. I think honestly, like that that's what it is because they're on the they're below ground. They're they're afraid to go above ground, like. You get hints that like, oh, they're pushed there. You know, they, they're not happy. They don't have any sort of faith in the humans or right. the whatever you want to call the the race of yeah. the Naboo. So then, boss Nash, yeah, your favorite character, the guy, the guy from the boss, he has like a another weird Lucasism where he gives characters these traits that are very defining. <laughs> he, he like yeah. shakes his mouth and salivates, and he's like. All the time. Yeah. He's like, oh, Jaja. It's so weird because he's in this scene, I think. He's in like scene. two other scenes. Yeah. And Dave, you've taken him to him like no other character. Like you've embodied him in so many ways. You're called Boss Nass on Twitter, right? He's, he's a great character. <laughs> Is he? Is he? I think character? he has some good moments. He has great character. He has, he has three. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So he lends them a boat. Right. To. Which so always gets go, swallowed by a fish as they get out of there. Which is just a... There's always a bigger fish. 
Yeah. I love that they have them put on these like breathing masks to swim down the Otogunga just so they can have these toys where there's an attachment for them to swim underwater. I had that toy. I had the toy yeah. of the fish. Yeah, yeah. He just has a stick in his mouth. Right. But also like uh, Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan, I think, have that mouthpiece. Yeah, it's like in. a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his, his feet like turned so he could swim. Yeah. Man, they really got every dime they could out of that movie. So uh, then they go up and they like find the queen. Yep. The the scene with the fish is actually really pretty. I think those are really cool monster oh, designs. I, I was like, yeah, hypnotized. I think it looks great in the, ne- movie, the, the visuals. Twenty and years later, it still looks really good. That's like the first like blue screen altogether scene. And I think it holds up better than like a lot of stuff in episode two and everything. Mm-hmm. Like just be, it being darker, so like it just works. There's a a bit of a horror element that you know, like whoever designed those the always the bigger fish, like those are yeah. scary looking fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also makes you ponder if this whole universe, like where do the we see a, a rancor and a wampa. Yeah. And then we see these things, and it's like, what else is out Whoa. there? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what the beluga, or, you know, like, what's mm-hmm. the great white shark of the water in yeah. Star Wars? Like, it's so cool. Yeah. And they go, and they pretty easily find their way to Naboo. Queen Amidala. Yeah, yeah. And her posse. Yeah. And, and they, they, they got to break out. Right, because they need to take her to Coruscant to uh, talk to the Senate or something like that. Yeah, it's like you guys are being oppressed. Yeah, by these, <laughs> because why? <laughs> yeah, but we have the uh, but there's such great imagery in this movie where we see Amidala standing in that dress with the glowing orbs at the mm-hmm. foot of her dress, and it's like, man, that's such a nice dress. I went to like the exhibit for um, the Star Wars like costumes and stuff, and they mm-hmm. had that on display, and like they literally had like each of them rigged up as lamps to light around her, and like you really see the detail there. It looks so nice. Um, but is that Queen Amidala or is that her assistant? I don't think that's her. I think it's her assistant. Yeah, that's, um, that's one Kira of her Knightley. handmaids. That's yeah. Kira, yeah, Kira Knightley. Or uh, Rose Byrne, one of those two. Rose Byrne is one of them too? Because they filmed the parts of it, I think, in Australia. And they got like Australian people because they also have, um, what's his name, from The Wire in there, I think. Um, oh, da- Dominic? Dominic West. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like one of the guys with Panaka. He's one of those. Oh, them. I didn't know that. I didn't... Yeah, yeah. So they get out of there. Mm-hmm. They fight their way, push more battle droids around. Yeah. Because what? Like they want to trade or something? I don't even know. I just watched the movie. Doesn't make sense still. Doesn't make sense. But they can't make it to Coruscant yeah, on the fuel their they engine. Have. Yeah. So they got to stop. Good old Tatooine. Luke Skywalker's home. And I like that people are like, oh, man, do we have to go to Tatooine? But I mean, it makes sense. It's where, you know, the Skywalkers reside. It's just, you know, it's where everything goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to Tatooine. They land in the desert. Yep. And they go and meet where else? Watto. A drunk shop. Yeah. <laughs> a toy Darian. Yep. Another wonderful racial stereotype a of, Jew. A, of a Jewish guy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Isn't he wearing a yarmulke in episode two? He's wearing like a Raiden hat, like a rice paddy hat. Oh uh, man, that's so bad. It's so bad. It really is. Like, what are what is going on? He's very he's a shrewd, and the, the, the mind tricks that don't work like, on him. I like that one bit about him. I like that the mind tricks. Did like not this work whole ra- no, there's so many dumb things about this. Like the whole race is not affected by Jedi. Why don't they monetize it and take over the world? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just mind tricks, you know. So it's who goes into town? Qui Gon. Yeah. The Jedi. Yeah. Uh, Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. R two D two, who. Whose only real attachment is that he's the one robot that didn't get blown away. Right. Well, so suddenly the they treat him like yeah. a great necessity. Yeah. Which is also just like he's shoehorned in to be there. Mm-hmm. And Padme. Yeah. Obi-Wan stays, stays behind on the ship. Yep. To help 
repair it. <laughs> yeah, we don't even see it. For whatever reason, they don't want to bring him along. Yeah. And Watto has a little slave. Yes, a, a little, little boy. Loudmouth kid from Anakin. Jingle All the Way. Like, Anakin Skywalker. As a kid, I didn't realize like how bad it was. I knew like he wasn't quite right. It didn't feel like I could buy this as being Anakin, like uh, Darth Vader eventually. This is a child. Mm-hmm. But like especially now today, his acting is so bad. And then, he's bratty. He's just bad. He, <laughs> you can't don't Yippee! buy his... Yeah, and it's it's crazy to see in this you know making of where they had other people interviewing for it, and auditioning. Haley Joel Osment did. Yeah, the, people just as young. Like, why did Lucas focus so much on having a child in this role? Like, mm-hmm. to see us identify with him because I don't think that worked. Like, I still didn't identify with Anakin. I didn't love Anakin as a kid, especially when you know what Anakin ends up as. It makes it even harder to identify with Anakin too as a kid. It's just like I just don't see it. Um, and yeah, he's just he's. Terrible. And, and it's it, very strange yeah. that we know as an audience that Padme is going to be Luke and Leia's mother. Yeah. But Anakin is a kid and she's supposed to be they don't ever imply that she's like a young queen. No. They're not like the teenage queen of Naboo. It's like, oh no, the not spoiler alert, she's the yeah. queen. She's she's Queen Amidala. Right. But they never say like these handmaidens are kids. Yeah. Qui-Gon could just as easily say I don't want a little girl following me around. Yeah. But she he never says that. No, especially as like a kid too. Even I thought Amadala looked like an adult. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, that that's an adult romance or talking to a kid about angels. Okay, whatever. It got weirder as the series got went along, but it's like, oh, I don't know what to think of this. Uh yeah, but and this is making of again, there like Lucas even says like there's some scenes where like Lloyd gets it, and there's some where he he doesn't. And it's just like well, maybe you made it mistake by casting a child maybe you should have cast someone maybe who's, make him th- 13 or 14 instead of eight or nine would have made so much more sense well that's the idea is i think obi-wan's supposed to be like 18 or something so maybe they want to keep that mentorship going on so that's mm-hmm. was his concern was like having someone like a little bit older than him but it just would have made it it would have made everything more sensible yeah leading up to a new hope yeah it just yeah it doesn't make any sense so wada won't make the deal with them yeah. Because they don't have any money that he can use. Yeah. But so, you know how you can win money. Betting. But yeah. before we get there, okay, we are on Tatooine for like two hours. Think about real time. Yeah. And then they start to leave and walk around. And Jar Jar gets goo on this guy, Sebulba. Oh, yeah. And now immediately, Sebulba, who we know nothing about, tries to kill Jar Jar and then Anakin stops him and he starts making threats on Anakin's life. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. This is a little boy mm-hmm. and this adult Sebulba yeah. is like, I'm going to, you're dead. Yeah, Sebulba's a bad dude. But this is how I think how absurd this movie is. Is George Lucas got us so fired up for Sebulba. We yeah. knew who he was before you even say his name. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that's Sebulba. He's yeah. bad. He's got four legs. He's going to do something. We well, saw him got, the- He walks on his hands. He has Pepsi can. And his legs are like, yeah. like T-Rex arms. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, character. I think that's a cool character design. For sure. The, Sebulba's cool, I think. But he's he's mean. Yeah, that's fine. I'm so mean. then we were established that this adult is making threats on a child's life. Yeah. And Anakin is a, a good pod racer. Yeah. And then it's like that famous scene. <laughs> well, well, we do get uh we do see Anakin with his friends and you you pointed this out the other day. He has um what is it? what's a Greedo? It's a uh 
Oh, geez. Greedo. Um, Erodian. Erodian. He, he's a friend of uh, Anakin, but he's got like the broadest shoulders. He doesn't look like a child. He looks it's like Warwick a, Davis. Yeah, he looks built for <laughs> Erodian. Who's also in the movie without a mask. Yeah. Uh, and he's also Wicket from Return of the Jedi, yeah. as well as, you know, several other credits, yeah. Willow and all the other great things that he's in. So anyways, though, uh, yeah. Qui-Gon agrees to, to bet on the boy winning well, the race. We're, we're, skipping, we're skipping forward. I think the oh, t- we meet C-3PO. We no, meet- the, the time of this movie needs to be discussed. Okay. They show up, let's say, 2 o'clock in the afternoon to see Watto. Yeah. Watto says no. 2.30, Sebulba happens with Jar Jar getting yeah. goo on him. 3 o'clock comes by. There's a storm. Mm-hmm. They've known this. They, they've been on this planet for like an hour. Yeah. And they're like, we got to go. And Anakin's like, you're going to die if you go out in the storm. There's a storm coming, Annie. A, fa- a famous scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Anakin, knowing a, this guy, he doesn't know he's a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, Padme, Jar Jar and R2-D2 for like 20 minutes of conversation mm-hmm. is like, stay at my house. Yeah. I'm a slave. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. So they go to his house and then they're like, wait a minute. This kid can pod race? And he builds droids. He builds C-3PO. And we get, that's why R2-D2 is there, just to meet C-3PO. There's no other reason for R2-D2 yeah. to be there and get dust in his circuits. And we get that introduction. And then that's it with C-3PO, pretty much. He watches the race with them. But, but then they say, the Bunta Eve Classic is tomorrow. Yeah. And I built a pod. So Qui-Gon is like, why don't we put all our eggs in this little boy's basket? I mean... This Qui-Gon's a moron. <laughs> yeah, he, he is reckless. That's a, I, mean, I mean, even from reading the books going into the movie, I knew Qui-Gon was like a guy who didn't play by the rules. So it's like, well, that, that follows with what I read going into this movie. <laughs> um, so Qui-Gon, it says, let's all, let's do it. We're going for the gold. Pushing in all his chips on this little boy. And what follows is the best scene in the movie. But then it also goes all to right. a scene of them repairing the pod. Yeah. Like, well, that's so what did the storm pass? Yeah, I think so. But then why I mean, didn't they go to the ship? The reason why that scene happens though is like we have to see Sebulba, you know, throw the thing. Or no, he no, that's he, the he next does it before scene. the race starts. There's yeah. the scene where it's this is weird. I noticed this. Anakin is out repairing his pod with yeah. a gungan. Yeah. And a sixteen year old girl. Yeah. And R2 D2 and C three PO. And Jar Jar gets his like tongue stuck in the Jar Jar has a lot of slapstick. Yeah. And then like a pack of kids show up to trash talk Anakin. And then Qui-Gon walks up. And Kitster is there, another one of Anakin's friends, yeah. and he's like, calm down, Kitster. Yeah. He's been there for three hours. He knows Anakin's buddy's name. He knows yeah, who Kitster he's, is. He's Qui-Gon. He's a wise man. Do you think that little kid's like, stranger danger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this man? Uh, so then yeah. at night, that night, after the storm has passed and they've repaired the pod. Don't we get Qui-Gon talking to Shmi? Yeah. So yeah. Qui-Gon talks to Shmi, Anakin's mother. Yeah. And then Shmi never got pregnant. Nope. She just uh, immaculate conception. Right. Just bring on the Jesus imagery. So Anakin says, Obi-Wan, sorry, Qui-Gon takes Anakin and starts drawing blood. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because he needs two tests. Well, why? Qui-Gon's like, I sense this boy. And he sends it to Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan's like, wow. And then we get the midi-chlorian thing, which is a big... Which also went completely over my head as a kid. I didn't care. I understood it, but I wasn't offended by it. A lot of Star Wars fans yeah, were offended exactly. by it. I didn't it. care at all. It's like, okay, that explains it. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but I guess we didn't have a lifetime of Star Wars yeah. like a lot of these adult nerds had. We just had a couple years. Yeah. 
And we were kids, so we didn't care. Right. So Pod Race comes along. It's exciting. It's, it's fun. So because like the the sound design is so mm-hmm. well used. They drop the music out, and like and again, this is in the making of. I didn't think about it until Lucas pointed out. But like the sound of Sebulba's like Pod like getting closer to Anakin, like the do 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 do. It's like it sets that whole thing in motion. Like oh, this is like a really tight race. Like it just it really elevates the whole I think, thing. I think what didn't they use like razor blades and and. They use like electric razors and mm-hmm. metal bowls to make the sounds of the pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's the pot. It is a very cool scene. It looks so cool. It it has aged very well. Yeah, the effects are great in it. The, the worst thing about it is probably Greg Proops's commentary or whatever. Like, hey, look at this pod race going on today. Yeah. All right. So, but uh, b- brief backtracking. Uh-huh. Are we recapping Qui-Gon, every piece of yeah. this movie? Oh, <laughs> no, man. It's important. Yeah. Qui Gon has to get Anakin out. He wants Anakin, so yeah. he makes a bet with Watto. Yeah, for the so boy. So he says he'll give, he wants, if Anakin wins, they get Anakin. And Watto can keep the pod. Yeah. And Watto can keep the winnings of the, the race if he gives them the parts. And Watto's like, you're stupid. You're going to lose all this stuff. Yeah. But then Anakin wins the race. So Watto's disgruntled. So, but Watto's mad because Watto's been just making all these bets on Savolva. Yeah. So he's lost everything. <laughs> but he's still got slaves. Yep. But then we get a badass scene. A Darth Maul shows right. up on well, Tatooine. So we get, well, we get a touching scene of like Anakin saying goodbye to his mom, which is what they auditioned, I think, Anakin for. Well, they auditioned Jake Lloyd for meeting her, and then that was like a key scene was like saying he's goodbye to his mom and stuff. And Well, he says goodbye to his mom, and she's just like, all right, take care of my son. I just met you yesterday. Yeah. Goodbye, son. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, boy. Yeah, yeah. Look, we took his blood. We saw what it was in there. You'll you'll love it. When Trust you us. when you were asleep, I took a vial of his blood. <laughs> you know, as you do with children. <laughs> but then Darth Maul comes out of nowhere and starts to whoop up. Uh, so oh. good, so good. It's like this, it's like a thirty second fight in the desert between Qui Gon and um, Darth Maul as they get into the ship. Literally, Anakin running with the backpack off to like the the ship, and then Qui Gon leaps. This is again awful editing where he just looks up and then we're just assume the ship is there and he just the smash cut to him his feet planting on like the little like uh, walk the landing on board. strip yeah to the ship and they get away from Darth Maul and he's just like, a great shot of Darth Maul's back with the lightsaber drawing back in yeah. only one blade only one blade so good teases you like oh man I want to see more of Darth Maul and we get that moment of Darth Maul saying like we'll reveal ourselves now, now soon. It's like, I remember seeing, like, I think a teaser before him where he gives that one line that he has, like, soon they'll know about us in the dark side. I was like, wait, Darth Maul talks in this thing? I was, like, so hyped to hear Darth Maul talk, and that was the only line he has in the whole movie. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's two lines. I forget what the other one is. But yeah. then they go back to Naboo. Yep. Stir, the, Jar Jar has a plan to get yep. the Gungans. Yeah. So we got Boss Nass again. Wait, they don't go back to Naboo. They go to Coruscant. Oh, they go to Coruscant first. Right, because we need to get the, the test. Mannequin has to take the test in front of uh, Samuel Jackson making his debut. And Yoda. Yeah. I watched CG Yoda because I watched the Blu-ray, so it's updated. It's not Puppet Yoda. Yeah, Puppet Yoda, you're right. He does not hold up. He has so much hair on his head. He doesn't look just, like Yoda. <laughs> no, he just looks like your Upper West Side neighbor that you'd find. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like he's, he's he owns the deli that you get your bagels from. Yeah, exactly. That. That's Yoda, I guess. Um, but yeah, the CG definitely looks better now. It doesn't uh, look great, though. No, but it's definitely improvement. I accepted yeah. it more. Um, but uh, Mace Windu's good. Samuel Jackson's like, oh man, this is a, this is a stoic dude. Like I like, he, him. and he is on the record as saying Mace Windu is one of his favorite characters that he's ever played. Of course, it's freaking Mace Windu. He's badass. He just looks what he knows what's up. That's the thing. Like he just looks like he knows what's up. 
Uh oh, car alarm. Yeah, pardon. We're recording this with the windows open. But yeah, so Anakin fails the test, and Qui Gon's like, "No, Anakin passes the test, but they're worried because he's oh, too powerful." Right, and they're like, "We're not going to pass him through. We're not going to take him on the training." Qui Gon's like, "You're wrong." So like, Qui Gon's like, "So what do you want me to do with this kid?" I'm going to take him on. I'm going to train him. And they're like, "All right, Qui Gon, you do you, man. You go keep with your betting and everything." It's like you're a gambler, Qui Gon. What's going on, dude? You didn't even kick off the dust off your shoulders when you came from Tatooine to here. <laughs> Who cares? I took his blood. <laughs> you want to see the blood? <laughs> the blood. Uh, yeah, show me the blood. <laughs> you take the boy's blood. Why? <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> I was bored. I'm quite conscious. <laughs> I had three hours of time. Also, Obi Wan's kind of like on the sidelines this entire time. Like, wait a second. Aren't I your Padawan? Yeah, Obi Wan is. He's a bit of a weary student. He's yeah. Like, what? Like, come on, man. You for real about this? Yeah. Don't worry. I got this. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Didn't you see me draw blood from yeah. this boy? Yeah, yeah. So after that, then Padme fails to convince the Senate to go with a vote. But then the the Senator Palpatine, yeah. not Darth Sidious, Such a says, he's like, why don't you just say that you don't have faith in the Grand Chancellor? Yeah. Because he, another weird thing where he's like, this Senate is so corrupt. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't know any, I was like, Oh, I don't really care. Oh, that's E.T. in the center. That's cool. Oh, yeah, there's all the E.T.s. That's the Easter yeah, yeah. egg. And Wookiees and stuff like yeah. that. So then all the Emperor says is, uh, the Emperor, all yeah. Senator Palpatine says is, hey, like, maybe maybe say this mm-hmm. if you think things aren't going your way. Yeah. And the Queen is like, maybe I'll do that. And then she just does it. Yeah. And then it cuts later to the Emperor's like, guess what? Chancellor Valorum is done. Yeah, it you worked win. out. It's great. Everything's and guess good. what? I might be in line to take his spot. Wonderful. Let's go back to Naboo and celebrate. Let's go kill these battle droids. Yeah, let's end them. Because now that we have the power, we can get rid of these people who have taken siege of the planet. They literally come back and they've taken siege of yeah, the planet. There's the, the, they get the code, the message where it's the guy who's like, our people are dying. And Qui-Gon's <laughs> yeah. like, this is fake. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it it's be great trap. if they get there and they're all just bodies everywhere yeah i'm i'm so sorry <laughs> but so they show up there and they're like well wait we can't do this alone because they, they get they scout it out and like who do we who do we call the misa like a and he's not sure about trusting them but, but all right but the queen starts to make her plea and it's like wait a minute she doesn't know how to talk yeah and then padme mike drops walks says i'm the queen yeah she's wearing the clothes because and then nobody's ever like I don't know if this is true. Yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, she's a queen. Everyone's like, oh, she's a queen. And then she says to Boss Ness, we are in your service. Yeah. She says, you're you're the boss. And Boss Ness strokes his chin, as he does. And he says, Misa like a dis. <laughs> he does. <laughs> How many times, Dave, have you said in your life, <laughs> life Misa like this? Misa like a, Misa like a this you said it way too many times i can't even count <laughs> every time i eat a good meal or drink a good beer misa like this. misa like a dis so this is it this is a battle so they're going to go out to the hangars and get to the naboo starships to go uh shoot down the big thing or they, they're they, using the gungans as pawns right with their shields and stuff and they're going to take back the 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 feed, palace yeah the feed. city right and they go up there and uh yeah, by the way, feet and all this stuff. Just reminded me, we played so much episode one Monopoly. <laughs> what a... What a <laughs> it was a great Monopoly board. It was I, a 3D Monopoly and board. And I would lose all the time and then ask you for loans to stay in the game and stuff and just keep losing. 
Yes, it's a it's a game. It's the only way to play Monopoly. <laughs> Episode one Monopoly. I mean, it's the best Monopoly board I've ever played on. I, I prefer the 3D, the classic Star Wars trilogy one. But it had the properties built into the board. You just take them out of the board. That was good. That was good. I still have that Monopoly because well, of that. Let's break it out. Uh, we'll review it for the next Patreon podcast. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, the Gungans will be pawns for all the droids. And then they're going to go up and blow the thing. and Because no, okay, they're going to go face-to-face with the the poor delegates from the yeah, Trade Federation. Right, they're going to sneak in there. So they have the cool like grip hook guns, and they sneak in there and everything. And uh, things go their way. Things go their way so far until Darth Maul shows up. And then everyone's like, oh, we got to get out of here. This is, one of, this is one of the coolest sequences of everyone sort of being in agreement. Yeah. Darth Maul could just literally slaughter all these people. And he's like, nah, I want you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just stares them down. And then... Everyone just knows, like, oh, okay, get out of here. So he just takes his jacket off. Yeah. What does Anakin do? He gets in a Naboo Starfighter and flies No, because they say, Anakin, don't leave. Yeah, He's so like, he, Well, he said don't leave. And he just hops in that thing with R2. Yeah. R2 again on the road. Uh, did they take C- yeah, C-3PO's back in the back somewhere? I think he's still on Tatooine. No, they took because he's in the spaceship, the Queen's spaceship. Oh, he spaceship. is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, doesn't Anakin say, maybe I'll come back and finish you later? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, though, Darth Maul does the the thing that's teasing all the trailers that still holds up. Just like to take the hood off, one le- blade, two blade, let's go. And then they just flip around and it's so, slash. It's fun to watch, though, and it holds up so much better on YouTube where they've cut it together to watch it as a four or five minute scene mm-hmm. than it being interspersed with the Gungan fight and Anakin flying. That that just really undercuts all the momentum of that badass fight and you know it's a really cool thing that i i didn't really appreciate as a kid mm-hmm. is the cg of the battle droid army like assembling yeah that's so cool yeah i didn't even think about it's that. like legos coming apart yeah like bzzz, bzzz, and they all like come together and they get the guns yeah even as a kid though, i cool. thought that whole that whole fight was lame between the gungans and the oh droids. it's lame it's because there's like tossing because balls out the gungans have like Energy balls. They're energy balls, but you got to figure the the battle droids have. Oh, 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 pardon me, the boomas. They have the boomas. Uh, boomas. Yeah. The boomas. The battle droids have guns that yeah. fire like guns. Right. And the 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 gungans have the boombas that are like. Excuse me. They're just like little things that you lob. Yeah. So if for every one shot that the battle droid battle droids are shooting like sixteen shots for every one little got grenade. The shields, though. But the, these battle droids will be. Butchering the Gungan race. They got those shields. Got I think there's there would be a great side plot of like Boss Nash didn't know the casualty count would be yeah. so high, so he's mad <laughs> at Amadeus. Like, like this. Misa, Misa, mad. But you got Captain Tarpels out there, who is one of my favorite characters in the movie because he's the one like talking to Jar Jar, like Jar Jar, what are you doing? Jar Jar, get out of here. Jar Jar, come on. Jar Jar, he's a stupid. <laughs> you are real. Also, Jar Jar is the only Gungan of that color. Yeah, all the other Gungans are more like a brownish, Purple. tannish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, purplish. But for every moment where we have like awesome like pairing between Qui Gon and Obi Wan uh, with Darth Maul, we get Jaja. You need a Boomba. Misa don't have a Boomba. What? Take a Boomba. <laughs> yeah, love that scene. So and then Anakin is the ship has accidentally gone into space. Yeah, and then he flies around blowing up like ships, the droid ships. And he, good thing he like they're droids because otherwise it'd be a little boy killing people <laughs> flying the ships. Like, Do you think thank- George Lucas was like? Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That definitely had to cross his mind. Child violence. Yeah. Um, but he shoots up and he gets skid, comes to a skid inside the... No, but he the, also does murder several of the... By, by blowing the voice up... Ro- yeah, he does kill the Numeroidians. The Numeroidians. All the there. Trade Federation. Yeah. Which then leaves these droids useless. Yeah. But we do and, get the, the get the classical thing that, like, 
Lucas is sure to have, where everything seems dire, where the Gungans are getting murdered, <laughs> mass manslaughter. Uh, Anakin is crashed on this ship, and then I think Qui-Gon just got... S- I love this moment, by the way, still. And it still doesn't make sense, but like, Qui-Gon takes a moment to like pray or like consider things, because they run through these like laser force fields, and he just takes a moment to like pray and think, or meditate, rather. And then he comes out and he resumes fighting with Darth Maul, which I think is the oh, coolest a, thing. Yeah, because Darth Maul's like hacking at the door. Yeah, he's ready to go. Well, he's kind of like pacing. He's like waiting. Yeah, but then Obi Wan is separated too. Obi Wan's yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah, because he got knocked down. And then like they they do the the fight, and Qui Gon gets the cheap shot, like punched in the face or like hit in the face with the the hilt of the double blade lightsaber, and then gets through the stomach. And like it's, it's like, and it's wow. like you hear like a, there's like a singe, and yeah. you hear it. Yeah. And then then Obi Wan comes in, and I, I as a, I still like this fight. I think it's a very good fight, but it's it's kind of just schizophrenic watching it uh, now. It's just, yeah. And then once uh, Obi Wan comes in, he's fighting with purpose. That is probably my favorite moment. I think in the movie now, especially as an adult, is Obi Wan standing behind the the force wall, like juking, like jumping, in, like in place, like ready, like I'm going to do this, like let's fight. And then when he goes down, he literally leaps at Darth Maul and like swings down. Oh, he's on going. Him. He goes in. He goes ham. He goes ham, and it is the best. And, and it, it, it it ups the ante of that fight. Yeah, for sure, because like it's so well choreographed and choreographed to a fault almost, but like it's worth it. And, and then he's dangling. Yeah, he's dangling. So Maul hard. kicks his lightsaber into this pit, which we we don't even know where this pit goes. No. And Maul, he's like standing there laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, I got you now, yeah. boy. Yeah. And, and he jumps up, force pulls that lightsaber, cuts, him in, cuts him in half. We see blood. We see blood. And then he kicks him down, and you see Maul's face. Like, Which, as again, shocked me, too. I was like, wait, that's it for Darth Maul? This guy who's been hyped for so long, and it looks so awesome, that's it? Yeah, and Qui- yeah, Qui-Gon, too, hyped up, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, such a blow. Um, but, yeah, the Gungans win. Because like the droids stop working because uh, Anakin blows up the, yep. the spaceship and then the the motor they get blows the viceroys yeah and then they have they need like they need like ten minutes to resolve all these complicated plots yeah so the emperor well the tax is, stuff we don't even really know how it works yeah out, but. we don't even know what the point what they're taxing yeah 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 what are they taxing right so right. Yoda has to come yeah to start telling he's like oh that's a real shame about Qui Gon yeah don't but know what we're gonna do by about the way boy. like. Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon says, like, you have to train the boy. And Does Obi- Yoda say that? Yeah. No, no Qui-Gon thought, says it to Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, yeah, as he's dying. And Yoda's like, he has a good future in pod racing. Just let him go do that. <laughs> he's got a career. Send he's, him back to his mother. He's he free. He has a family there. Yes. And Obi's on, I'll train him. There's never there's never <laughs> a moment where, like, wait a minute. He's like, no father this boy has. <laughs> Maybe train him we should not. What if Yoda was the father and he just Jedi mind tricked his way into like you know? Oh, we oh, but that makes so much sense. I don't know why I never thought about that. Someone just Jedi mind tricks me into thinking that she never he, she, he doesn't have a father. Oh my god! Well, we know eventually who the father is of Anakin. Yeah, who? There's a whole scene in Episode Three. Who? The Emperor says Darth Plagueis told him that there's a way to manipulate the Force into creating life. Oh, oh I didn't. So I the Emperor made Anakin. You think? I know. <laughs> okay. All this right. This is undisputed. All right. All right. Okay. Sure. Maybe you need to watch episode three again. Or not. It's the scene with... <laughs> the, we're watching the play with the yeah. water floating through the air, which is cool. Um, so, yeah. They, they celebrate. The, they got the... They mourn the death of Qui-Gon. Yeah. Really well done. And then they get the... The the Gungans get the W. Right. He's holding up the orb at the end that just shines bright. And he says, peace. <laughs> da, 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 the music. Da, 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 da. The, 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 the Gungan celebration music. We haven't even talked about the score. The score is the best of the entire series, I'd say, arguably. 
I, uh, definitely this is Empire. Or the, uh, Empire, Empire and Jedi are great. Yeah, and, and I mean, a New Hope. Is I guess any great. movie since the original trilogy. Maybe yeah, I'm, I'm, every I'm movie since the original here. trilogy. Because the Dual Fates classic. The Trade Federation theme is excellent. Yeah, and then the Gungan theme is the Aki's Great Municipal yeah. Band. I listened to this soundtrack so much as a kid. It, it's great. I remember my my brother accidentally ordered two copies on Amazon. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, we're gonna give one away, and we just kept two. Yeah, and arguably, I think it elevates the movie. It makes it like have more heft, you know, yeah. just with this music. Um, so yeah, that movie, we just broke it down piece by piece. It was a lot. It's not a great movie, but yeah, it's I think so it's a, it is expertly made like candy. Like yeah. you don't know what it is, you don't want to look at the ingredients, but you'll eat it. Stick it in my veins. I won't ask any yeah. questions. There's that high fructose Star Wars corn syrup, but For it's sure. good. Yeah. So we wanted to do this in true Lords of Grantham fashion. We got power rankings for Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. Yep. Dave, who's 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 at the bottom of your? We list? did five because this is a movie. I did. Yeah. Number five, Chancellor Valorum. He's down. <laughs> I barely remember. Yeah, but yeah. Because what is he? He's just a corrupt politician. Yeah. I had his action figure. Yep. <laughs> did we do it based on the plot or based on the characters? Because I, I did it a little bit more based on the characters. I did it on the story of the movie. Okay. Well, so who's bottom five? Number six for me, or number five is Watto. Okay. Because he loses that whole thing. And also just the Jewish stereotype. I just did not appreciate that. Okay. It just was not good. <laughs> number four, Sebulba. He got made a fool of by a child. I still like Sebulba. I, I, I like Sebulba. Sebulba he but comes that back and makes revenge. He's not, he's not done yet. He's not done yet, but his pod gets destroyed. Yeah. He gets bested by this kid. He gets embarrassed in front of two girls it's true. by Jar Jar. Yeah. Well, I, number five, I have the Viceroy. Or number four? Number four, I have okay. the Viceroy. Okay. Uh, just because they're just bad racist stereotypes who lose. <laughs> they, get, they, they lose. Okay. Yeah. Who's number three? Number three is Palpatine. Because, he's on the bottom? I have him on the bottom because... For me, watching it, I was like, wait, this guy goes on to become the emperor? This guy, a senator? I was like, so like, wait, I don't, I don't. I remember, Dave, we had this conversation where I doubted that he was Darth Sidious? Emperor Palpatine. Because I was like, that makes no sense. He's a senator. I don't get it. But he looks just like the emperor. He d- didn't. Yeah. Number three on the down, he gets impaled by Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. And he's a he's a weirdo. <laughs> he's a creep. A <laughs> little bit. Little he's bit. a bit of a... a a little, a little strange. I could have thought he he could have gotten a, a romance with Shmi. I feel like they had. I a, think that's a little implied. Yeah, they had a thing. He was eyeballing her. Um, well, who do you got number two? I got Maul because he, he gets, gets got. Yeah, he gets got. And I feel like I hype. love Darth Maul. Yeah, but he's proven to be unimportant. Yeah, it's a it's a waste. Well, number two, he had all these great things. Yeah, he just didn't want to deal with Republic credits, mm-hmm. and it wound up costing him. Everything he had, yeah. Watto. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> he lost his slave boy. Yeah. He lost all these bets. You see all these people, how disappointed he looks paying out people after the pod race. Yeah, that's true. Well, number one down for me was Anakin. Number one down for you? Yeah. yeah I think, again, this is less about his character in the movie, more so like me being like, that's Darth Vader. That that makes no sense at all. Like, I just was so down Like afterwards. I was like, Anakin just does make sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, number one down for me. Even though I wore the shirt with Anakin in a pod <laughs> with his oh, face I think on I, it. I, everybody had that shirt. Yeah, I had yeah, that yeah. beach towel. Yep. Number one down, they're delegates for their federation. The Viceroy. <laughs> All they want to do is that they're following orders from a Sith Lord. Yeah. And he just lets them down. They just get owned. It's they're true. just made fools of. Yeah, these racist stereotypes. But, I mean, honestly, so the reason why I kept miscounting is because ultimately who I had number one down but it's not character in the movie is George Lucas. Because, honestly... 
going who has lost more clout than anyone after because making of this one mo- movie like after i like that your t- your power rankings are based on like your perceptions of this movie yeah. and mine are based on I the thought that's where we were going with the movie little, oh no like, i want to do the treat like down but i mean look i mean george like after that movie everyone just had doubts about him all of a sudden just like wait a second this is not the same guy we bought into years ago this is not the same this is a, he's a goof i don't i can't recall anyone who lost more clout faster than him than like Kevin Spacey, maybe, or something like that. Like, who went down so hard for people faster, you know? Yeah. Maybe Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, I guess in terms of creativity, <laughs> maybe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. For Up, I'll, I'll kick the Up off. Okay. So you can have your ultimate Up. Uh, for me, it's a tie. Um, At number five? Yeah. It's uh, Cats and Panaka and Tarpaul's. <laughs> because they're just good. They're... They're good. Battle-tested warriors. Also, it's just good representation. Con- compared to, like, Jar Jar, this is, like, good, like... Because in the original trilogy, who'd you have? Chewbacca was your stand-in for a, a person of color, and then you get met uh, for... Chewbacca's a person for a person of color? Because in the New Hope, who is there? Aside yeah. from Chewbacca. And then you get, you know, Lando. But, like, here, off the bat, you got Panaka. You got, yeah, Tarwells is probably, you know? Like, it's just... It's good to see that. They represent the a different culture. Right. Exactly, and, and I, I always I ride for Panaka. I always liked his levels in the video game. Yeah, yeah he had the good levels. Now this is not a joke. Anyways, I had on the up Padme. Yeah, I have she's her number, number five. Four. Number four is Padme. She asserts herself. She's she, the queen. She says, "I'm the queen, and I'm not going to get pushed around." And she's, "You like, can't tell me what to do. I'm going to romance this child. That may not be legal. <laughs> I'm the queen. Try and stop me." That's Padme. So you got her at number four. Yeah, I got. What she? I believe she has the line where she says, uh, "We are in your debt." Boss yeah. Nass is number four. Okay. Sure. He's taken. He they went to the sacred city. Yeah, I do like that they they go to Odo Gungo when they come back to Naboo, and it's like the whole city empty. It's <laughs> so like Jar Jar walked around this entire civilization <laughs> yeah. looking for his people, and they're yeah. all gone. Yeah, so he gets the orb of peace. Well, I number three, I get Jar Jar. I got Jar Jar number three because okay. he's a commoner. He's out on the outskirts of town. He's reintegrated and everything. As we see in episode two, he becomes a senator eventually. But like Jar Jar, like. Also, just it's funny watching the making of and the commentary too. They are so confident that Jar Jar is going to go over so well with the crowd. They are so like we can't wait for people to see it. And even on set, the way they're engaging with Ahmed Best, they're like, "Man, this guy's the best. He's going to be awesome. He's the Ahmed Best." Even there's a moment where they're in the desert in the making of where he's where George is like, "Are you hot, Ahmed?" And Ahmed's like, "I'm hot, but I'm cool." <laughs> and George is like nodding his head like, "Oh, we got someone cool. Here. We got, like, we, here's we got the money. Him. We got him." So that was your number three? I like Charger. I just like Charger. That's your number three, you said? My number three is Senator Palpatine. Oh, get out of here. All he does is he's wheeling and dealing as Darth Sidious. Yeah. And then he just says, hey, maybe say that you don't believe in the Chancellor. And he gets the government overthrown. Yeah. So all these corporate people are out because he's like, hey, do this. Yeah. Well, number two, I got Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan doesn't do nothing in this movie. He kills Darth Maul, dude. He gets revenge, man. That scene is so be... Badass man, and he's there for the raise Anakin afterwards. I like, I like where Obi Wan is. I like, okay. I like the short hair Obi Wan. I don't like long hair Obi Wan. I like him like that. My number two started from the bottom. Now he's a senator, Jar Jar. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Justice for Jar Jar. Not that bad. No, not he's terrible, but it's not his fault. It's George Lucas's fault. Yeah, he's an idiot. I, and I hate how out of, out of context it gets taken. The one scene where George, um, from the making of where they say Jar Jar is the key. Jar Jar is the key to this entire film. But the key thing is, like, he says we haven't had a character in these films that are as funny or lighthearted as Jar Jar. And that's the the tricky thing. And I think he fails at bouncing it. But, like, there's a point to Jar Jar. He's, there's a lot of heavy, crazy stuff going on. Taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar is a necessary balance to that. 
And I think it really works as much as it may be an evil. It's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. But number one for me is Qui-Gon, baby. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Dude. He's, he's fast and loose. Yeah. This is, that's a bad decision. <laughs> it ultimately lends, leads to his death. But like he left such an impression on me, I feel like, in terms of like... He, he brings a lot of heft to the movie that isn't there from a lot of other characters. He brings like a certain... Definitely like, missing in episode two and three. Yeah. There's a certain levity that he brings to it, I think, in terms of like there's like real stuff going on that's bigger than you would realize. And that's why I appreciate Qui-Gon in this movie. And I like Liam Neeson, the green lightsaber. It's great. All right. Yeah. Well, my number one, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Get out of here. He starts the movie Yippee. as a slave. A slave. Yeah. He ends the movie. They say, you, we, they say to a kid's face... You're, we're not training you. You're dangerous. I'm going to kill you. They call I, him Sebulba. Yeah, Sebulba threatens his life. The Jedi, who are 850-year-old Yoda, says, hell no. Yeah. Get him out of here. He's a liability. Yeah. And then Qui-Gon says, okay, fine. I can't train him. You won't let me train him. That's fine. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan finagles a way to get this guy to train him. And also, he's not entered in the pod race. Yeah. Qui-Gon shows up and says, let's enter you in the pod race. The next day, this is the equivalent of the Indy 500. Yeah. It's a huge race in the pod racing world. Mm-hmm. He wins. Yeah. Well, that's wizard. Andy, that's so wizard. Andy, Andy murders lots of delegates. Yeah. Good for good for him. Good for so, him. And I'll get, uh, also lump in with Tar Pals and Panaka. Mace Windu. Shout out to that dude. He's so another cool. Another POC. Got another yeah, person get, color get him in, in there. there. It's it's cool to see someone like that in like a role like that. It's well, like, Mace Windu definitely gets more time to shine in two and three. Yeah. 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 You know, Sam Jackson was Worth playing the long. The hype is he, justified. Yeah. But uh, that's it for episode one. If you like this, I would do this again for episode two and episode yeah. three. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't do it for the good Star Wars movies, only the bad Star Wars movies. So so they say bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank got, you yeah. for your Patreon funds. Thank you. We um, love you guys for doing this and giving us the opportunity to do this. If you've listened, this is going on an hour. Yeah. I, I got I got a train to catch. So that's it for the Lord of Grantham this week. Catch you next time. <laughs>